A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. I must now report that the match has been called off because of this weather. So England win by 18 runs on the DLS method and take the series. As I say, it's a bit unsatisfactory. Actually, England will find it unsatisfactory. We hope to have Owen Morgan in here in a while. And, uh, and I'm sure he'll say that because they need all the cricket they can get, particularly in conditions that... I'm not saying conditions are that difficult, but they are different from England and their useful uh, preparation every time you walk on the pitch in alternative circumstances from your own that you know so well that's handy butch isn't it i think the biggest frustration will be that we've just had two days we've just had 48 hours of the most glorious weather that we've seen since we've been here in sri lanka um in between the last match that was uh, curtailed by the weather and, and this one so you know the the poor fans have uh, been patient and they've supported the team through thick and thin and kind of uh, not moped too much around the hotels will be uh, be frustrated once again and I think the team will be too. Um, going back to the, uh, the point you're making about Ollie Stone and, and, and Goffey's uh, words are absolutely 100% spot on. This was a little bit more like a, a, a regular subcontinent pitch today. Slow, really slow. Um, so banging the ball in middle part of the pitch, he wasn't getting the same sort of reaction um, from from the ball in terms of its carry, it was a slightly balloon-like bounce way over the top of the batsman's head. If he was short and wide, he was cut away. If he was too short and at the body, it was easy enough to pull. And that was a lesson for him, really, in that it took him two or three overs before he homed in on the on-off stump and pitched the ball up a little bit further. Um, and so every you know every day is a school day, particularly when you're starting in, an inter- in your international career. The, his, his first match or the first match he had a bowling in Dambulla he was able to run in and hit the middle of the pitch and have it fly at the batsman and make it very very uncomfortable for them that wasn't the case here today and that won't be the case 90% of the time you play in the subcontinent so he's, he's had a lesson today it's a day out it hasn't gone great for him it wasn't d- disastrous by any means but he's just learned a valuable lesson about what it's like bowling in these conditions um, as opposed to bowling at home Definitely, and I think uh, at international level, even though Sri Lanka are having a poor run of it, and what are they, the rank eighth uh, in the rankings at minute in, in ODI cricket, 
you it, you learn in all the time in county cricket you could probably run up and bowl the same length every single game and get away with it a lot of the time because of his pace but at this level international level you have to adapt to the conditions very very quickly because if you don't it just gets away from you you can be going at seven and eight and over without bowling badly just not being right on it and i think today ollie didn't bowl badly he just got his length slightly wrong so that means if there was any width whatsoever they were going to use the pace of the ball on a slowish pitch and it would fly off for four like it did now chris wokes on the other hand bowled beautifully bowled within himself bowled a great line bowled great lengths and he was just unlucky at the end he didn't get it quite spot on bowling yorkers and he went for 16 at the end his last over which is kind of spoiled his figures he's only gone for 45 and if you take out the 16 he went for in his last over, it would have been an exceptional performance from Chris Walks today. Right, very good. Let's move on while we're on seam attack. Let's talk Tom Curran, who, who typical of a Curran, is forcing his way into the reckoning. He's got many merits, not least a big heart, which you need for bowling in difficult circumstances in big matches. I make him a real candidate for this World Cup squad. Yeah, without any doubt. Um, and one thing's abundantly clear, uh, and that's Owen Morgan trusts him at the end of an innings. He has no qualms whatsoever about making sh making sure that he's four left, five left um, to use in that the the uh, you know the final ten overs of a one-day innings. And so the, Tom Curran has that massively in his favour because uh, you know you're going to need two, maybe three reliable death bowlers if you're going to go out there and win a, a win a World Cup. So Tom has that in his favour. Uh, I thought he bowled really well again today. It was it was slightly deceiving, I thought, in the in the previous match here in Perikali, in that he was bowling at sort of nine, ten, and Jack at the death, and it kind of makes you it flatters you a little bit. You can um, you can deceive them with slower balls, changes of pace, etc. It's not the same as bowling with a couple of guys who were on uh, eighty and ninety and, and going at you. But you know we've we've seen him do it in, in T20 games. We've seen him do it in the odd one day international in his short career so far. He's pretty fearless at the end. Um, and will take on that challenge and do it well um, as many times as you... How many times do you reckon you get away with it at the end, Goffey? How many times... Say, say, you, say you've got five goes at it, how many times go in your favour and how many times go the, the batsman's way? Oh, you'll get away with it um, a, a couple of times. I think um, what you need sometimes is a bit of luck. Uh, you need a dodgy run out. You need a quick... Uh, you need one to miss it to the, um, the long on boundary. And it happens plenty of times, but also you'll have batsmen. I remember playing against Pakistan in uh, one day in Karachi. And I've never seen strike it from it, uh, from it, from Abdul Razak. We had bowled me and Craig White beautifully. We bowled eight overs each. We'd probably gone for about 30. We were, we were really holding him at bay on a flat pitch, and Abdul Razak absolutely hit me and Craig White to all parts. I think between us, we ended up going for 60, and, uh, and that can happen. But what you've got in Tom Curran, what impresses me about him, I've seen him do it for Surrey, and now I've seen him in a short time doing it for England. He's got a big art, and he just comes back stronger the next ball or the next game. And that's what it takes. It takes a huge, huge heart to ball at the death. Look what happened to uh, Stokesy in that final when he went in for 6-6-6-6. Six, 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 six. Um, that takes some recovery. Look at Stuart Broad getting it for 6-6s six, from Yuraj Singh. It takes some recovery. Now, I think Tom Curran has got the right mentality and the big heart to do this job for a long, long time. But you wouldn't, he's not to be picked just to bowl at the death. You've got to offer a bit more than have a big heart at the death. It's well, he does though, doesn't he? Yeah, no, well, he bowled, he has to bowl earlier than that too. He's not, he doesn't yeah, bowl 10 I, off but the he will, he will be, he'll be one of four in 
listen, England's makeup, the makeup of their bowling attack in in England, um, pretty much the same as it's been here. It's be, it'll be plunky. It's going to be can be because well, of okay, the but it's going to be four four quicks and two spinners. The two Correct. spinners will play. What it given, you know, come hell or high water, the two spinners will both play, and then it will be a combination of four seamers. And so Tom Curran is a, is a, a very much a viable option for. Uh, Owen Morgan to be one of those four. So what interests me is why Sam Curran hasn't had a game. Because it seems to me that he's an option and tough on David Willey as it might be, he's an option as against David Willey, whose performances are consistent, he certainly swings the ball, he's a good striker of the ball, but Sam's got a bit of magic about him. And is there an argument for giving him a run before it's all a bit too last minute? Well, I, I actually, that would be a good question for Owen Morgan because now they've won the series, England, uh, they're dominating this. They've outplayed uh, Sri Lanka since they came onto these shores. Now, the, the issue is Plunkett's come over after he just got married, so he missed the first three uh, ODIs. I believe he will play the fifth one. Absolutely, 100%. I'm convinced he will play the last one in Colombo with a T20 to follow. I think Mark Wood will possibly come in as well, and I think it would be a good shout to give Sam Curran uh, a chance as well. Um, I think they've won the series now. Let's have a look at some of the players uh, who are in the squad who are all good enough to play, and I think it has to happen in, in Colombo. Okay, that would mean Chris Wokes would have to miss out, which is would be a big call. Well, we know he's a definite, though, don't we? He's going to yeah, be but, a definite in the World Cup squad. So I think uh, we need to have a look at someone else. So I think Ollie Stone will probably miss out. I think uh, probably Mark Wood might come in for him. Plunkett's got to come in for someone in the, in, in the middle. It might be a Tom Curran again. And Sam Curran, it's whether then you can get Sam Curran into the starting lineup. But I think it's, it's the right time. England are successful. They're playing some wonderful cricket. And I think we need to have a look at some of the others. Tom's record in uh, List A, which is mainly first-class cricket, Surrey cricket, in other words, and international cricket, remarkably similar. His average, which is less relevant perhaps than... Well, I don't know. I think there's something in average. It is around... is either side of sort of 26, 27, and uh, his economy rate sort of between 5.5 and, and 6, which is, again, pretty good given the times he bowls. That's the key. Um, so we right. We think there's a lot in the currents. We're we're very much on Tom right now, and we, we will talk to Owen Morgan a bit later about about Sam. Um, we're completely happy with the spinners. We love the way Adil Rashid responds to the various challenges um, set to him. We know that Moen Ali is a, is a given. Um, we know that wicketkeepers are given. Um, we don't really have any question marks about the makeup of the side. We do wonder about the bench strength. Uh, and who are the ideal four to make up a squad of 15 in, in the World Cup? And there's really nobody outside of all the players that we've talked about. Hales is a batsman. And there's a couple of Currens reserve. That you know, the, do you have a reserve spinner in a World Cup? Probably not, because uh, you've got Joe Root. I mean, the, basically, we're done and dusted with with the players are going to be with England in the World Cup, assuming they're all fit. Yeah, I mean, it's injuries, isn't it? It's kind of, you know, we we spoke a little bit, perhaps tongue in cheek, about sort of football and, and warm-ups and all those type of things you do wonder come um, you know April May of this year if suddenly the the, the intensity of those football matches starts to <laughs> starts to come back a little bit um, as players start thinking to themselves we're very very close to a World Cup here mm. there are there are players waiting in the wings that can take my yeah. spot I don't want to give somebody well, a chance by tweaking hamstring but as I said you can do that in the gym you can do that anywhere yeah. injuries happen at any time any place I, I would agree with you if I hadn't seen England play football before Ashes test matches 
it's every cricketer's dream to play in an Ashes Test match, but they still play in Ashes Test match, and, and, and therefore I can't believe that on a semi-final morning or final morning of a World Cup, they're not going to have the, their game of football, because it's what they do, it's what they like doing. I know yeah, that I'm not know, social that media is alive with criticism that of it. stop it. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's human nature sometimes for the players to be playing in it, maybe just to back off a little bit. I'm not yeah. saying they'll stop playing it because they, 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 have, they have great fun doing it. It's great for team spirit. Um, and it gets them gets the body moving in a, in a good way the head. in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. Clears the head, gets rid of the traffic. Absolutely. We're all failed footballers. We're all failed footballers, aren't we, our cricketers? We, we love the game. We all support uh, a team. We want to play on the morning. We want to have a bit of fun. The worst thing about being a cricketer is when you rock up every day. It's Groundhog Day, isn't it? You're doing the same thing. Uh, and the boys, you need to get them up for the start to play before that. Hey, you need to be and careful there, Goffey. There are people who turn up at the office and do the same thing every day. They'll be throwing stuff at the radio going, well, what's the matter with them? It's their job. Yeah, but you have to get up to it. The adrenaline has to be buzzing uh, sometimes. Sometimes you can go to the office and you can pretend you're there, can't you? You can't on a professional field. You have to be, go out there when you're facing a ball at 90 miles an hour. You have to be alert. If you're going to bowl a ball at a batsman, you know if you don't get it slightly, you're not... 100% at the races, they're going to hit you to all parts. You can sit in the office and kind of blur through through it, can't you? Without anybody actually knowing if you've been out all night on the latch. Um, so it's a slightly different. But I think when it comes down to selection of the England team, I think we have got a terrific squad. I think it's going to be very difficult for players to get into it. There's not much cricket left now. I think David Willey's injury is a big blow to him. And I think if Sam Curran gets the opportunity, he might be the only player who could knock David Willey out. Um, but we've got some unbelievable cricketers at home who in any other side in the world would be knocking on the door to get into the World Cup starting yeah. 11. And, and if you've got a typically English May and June, and by that I mean slightly damp, then of course David Willey's darn handy, isn't he? Um, OK, well, that, that's dealt with England. Do, do we see much hope here for Sri Lanka or are they so far off the eight ball at the moment that they won't be competitors in this World Cup and it, they've got to hang on for a few years and, and rebuild and hope that the magic of new young talent goes a bit further than it has with the current crop of players. Yeah, I don't think I'd be sticking my neck out very far to say that they've got absolutely no chance of winning the World Cup. Um, just don't have don't have the players right now. And the ones that they do have in, say, Angelo Matthews, who's, who's out of the side for whatever reason. Um, Lassith Malinga is on the is on the wrong side of uh, on the wrong side of his peak um, in the batting. You know, the captain they picked a picked a guy to captain the side in, in Dinesh Chandamol, who probably shouldn't be playing white ball cricket for them at all. I mean, it's it's an ordinary team, and I, and I don't say that I'm not saying that gleefully. I'm not saying that as a uh, you know being partisan towards England or anything. It's just not a very good team. It's the end of the story. Um, they they run around, they they throw themselves about in the field. They kind of represent their country with with a bit of pride, but they're just not very good. Does anybody disagree with that? Well, if, when they can leave their best batsman out, Angela Matthews, who's averaging 50 odd in ODI cricket really over the last 18 months, when you can leave him out, um, I just don't see where they're going to get their runs from. If they get runs on the board in English conditions, I think they have a chance against beating anyone. I really do. Uh, but the problem they're going to have, and as we've seen so far, I don't know why they're going to get a score. Is that as good as they can get against this England side? No, well, they've got better players. Matthews is one, Saranga Lakmal is, a, is a, another. Um, I, I don't think this will be the side that goes to England. Uh, I think their best 11, if you put them on the park, which, as I say, includes the two I just mentioned, 
uh, and potentially one or two others is, is a better side. Chandimar's got to be given license to be the player he was five years ago. He's taken responsibility so seriously that it's it's made him um, unwilling, really, to to take a gamble. You know, he, he, he now is determined to play the anchor role. And, of course, that limits him and limits those who have to play around him. So, yes, I mean, listen, I love Sri Lankan cricket, but I, I'm in Butch's camp. I think it's hard to see them getting a great deal better than, uh, than, than perhaps, well, maybe 25% better than they are now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Here he comes, England's captain on his way in, holding a trophy, um, a mini version of the Jules Rimet trophy with a with a cricket ball, white ball hanging out of the top of it. It's Sri Lanka versus England. Does it have a name? It's not named after. No, Man of the Match. Is this the Man of the Match trophy? It is. It is, uh, to my surprise, nice. when they announced I got Man of the Match. Um, did you get it last? No, you didn't get it last match. Adil Rashid, didn't he? Adil, rightly so. Yeah, he bowled beautifully. Thank you for coming to join us. We appreciate it. You're, you're particularly good at fulfilling the obligations that at times must drive you nuts. But in the end, <laughs> but in the end, I think you understand what they're all about. Not when it's you, boys. Um, it's uh, always good fun. <laughs> well, we're keen, to, we're keen to see you. And, and you're not keen to see that weather because you need more cricket than you're getting. So I suppose overriding the win is the frustration. Yes, it is. And we want to play a 100-over game. Um, we want both sides to go at it uh, as hard as we can. I thought Sri Lanka played particularly well today in tricky conditions. We, I thought, had a massive advantage in bowling first. The wicket was very tacky early on. The seamers got a little bit of movement. And the spinners, I thought, were very effective. I thought Sri Lanka came back at us really, really hard, particularly against Adil and, and Moen. Uh, we thought that they were the huge threat and could at any stage take three or four wickets so trying to build that pressure I thought was a key part of our game today yeah, but Sri Lanka played well actually you bowled the two of them 
out earlier than you would normally. We normally see quite a lot of overs from um, Adil, particularly later, and you didn't turn to Joe. So what, what, what was going through your head? Yeah, the reason being behind that, we, we did know there was a lot of rain around. We didn't know when it was going to come. So around about eight or nine overs in, there were black clouds on the horizon in the area that the weather normally comes from. So our two best bowlers, I felt at the time, were going to be our spinners. And if it was going to be a rain-affected game, minimum of 20 overs, we'd get five overs from them each straight after the power play and hopefully tie down the game and the Duckworth-Lewis would then work in our favour later on. It didn't work out like that, um, but that was the thinking behind so bowling them out. Even Owen Morgan can't preempt the weather. <laughs> but it's, it's a brilliant explanation because we, we were sat up here slightly slightly bemused at the fact that you kind of we thought oh he's going to pull one of them out now Rash will probably come out now we'll save him for three or four at the end Joe maybe fill in and and uh, and Gareth Batty was sitting there going he, he said he's got a reason for this there's there's, a, there's, a, there's something behind this because immediately apparent it was not from for our point of view up here so it was good to hear you uh, come up with that explanation and one that you definitely haven't just made up on the spot either <laughs> <laughs> It's good. Butch is good. Be, beware. Here, right? He's our forensic investigator. If, if if we've got anybody on hand, Goffey, far away. Well, you've won the series now, Owen. It's, it's there's a huge gulf between the two teams from the the shortened games we've seen so far. I mean, where where do you go from here? There's only one one day international left. It's a day nighter in Colombo. The rain normally comes in the afternoon. You've seen Alex Sales. It was very hard for him. He's not had much cricket over the last six or seven months, uh, but he got out there. So, what do you do with the rest of the players who've not? a game. Do they get a game in Colombo? I think there could be an opportunity to look at a, another couple of the guys. Like you've mentioned already, we haven't played a lot of cricket, which mm. has been incredibly frustrating. Um, it's, it, it is great that Alex gets an opportunity today. The essence, you know, we've we've learned a lot more about Ollie Stone. I think he was put under more pressure today than he has been in the last two games, which is great. It's it's it's, it's what we want to see. We want to see character when he's up against it. We want to see him s still being able to bowl that pace that we see when he's on top of batsmen. So potentially in Colombo, um, we might see a couple of changes. We, we were wondering about Sam Curran because if David Willey is injured um, and that injury continues to niggle away at him and you do want the left arm option, you've got a fabulous talent in your midst, haven't you? We do. We're very lucky at the moment. We do have a lot of guys who are in form and are chomping at the bit to play. And Sam does give you something different. Um, actually, apart from him being a left-arm swing bowler, he's, he's, his skill set is very similar to his brothers. Both of them are very good at the death, mixing and matching. Um, they do surprise you with their pace, with their effort ball, um, and the, both of them show an, an incredible attitude. It's, it's, it's great to see from two young guys. You know, Their work ethic on this tour has been incredible, and uh, Tom coming in the last two games I think has done a fantastic job. I think on David Willey, you know, David's played a huge part for us in the first 10 overs along with Chris Wokes, who has been, you know, the leading wicket taker in the first 10 overs in the last two years. So a strike rate has been very important to us. Um, it's an area that we're trying to imp constantly improve on because wickets are so valuable in the first 10 overs. So uh, he would be a like-for-like -like replacement. We don't see that many people in the modern game move the white ball and they both have the skill to move the white ball. I know you've got to go. We've got people hanging here to take you away. We've been given four minutes. We've used them up. We appreciate it greatly. It's a busy old life for the England cricket captain. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you in Colombo. Always good to chat and very, very well played. Man of the match, match winner and series winner, Owen Morgan. Thanks. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks, Owen. Good to see you, mate, Goffey. He'll be able to go on and watch the highlights of the racing now from Ascot. He's oh, he's just missed the first one.
<laughs> he missed the first race. Um, we got a couple of minutes before we say goodbye. Interesting, wasn't that interesting? He answered the key question that we didn't understand. He answered the question you expected he would about, in the way you expected he would about Tuesday and opportunities for others. So we might well see three changes to the seam attack. I can see it. I, I think Plunk, Plunkett's a hundred percent to play. I mean, there would be no point bringing him all the way out here with the just for one T twenty. I know he got married, and with the change of format from Test cricket to one dayers, he's missed the first three. He's out there bowling today. He's been terrific for England over the last eighteen months. I expect him to come back in and get a game. Now, like I said, we need to have a look at Sam Curran. Uh, you've just explained why. Uh, David Willey has got this injury. You never know if they're going to reoccur. And Mark Wood, we need to now see the competition. We've seen Ollie Stone um, excite us all with his pace. And I believe in competition. And when you've got two guys who are very similar, they've got huge pace, Mark Wood and Ollie Stone, that could be really good for English cricket. Those two competing for that type of bowler's spot. And I think, um, I think he might come in the last game as well and get a sniff. He's great, Neo Morgan. Fabulous. Yeah, so really good, unbelievably yeah. open. Um, you know, th there shouldn't have to be any secrets. He's, if he makes a call and uh, he'll hold his hands up and uh, and if it doesn't go it doesn't go right, then he'll take the responsibility on. But you know he never ducks it. He never ducks the question. Butch, we were talking about that in the car, the two of us, yesterday, weren't we? You know, we've been surprised over the years why more England cricketers haven't just told us what happened. You know, it's not as if anybody's after them. We're fascinated. And the more information you get as a journalist, the better you'll use it. So, uh, yeah, good point, Owen Morgan. Top draw, man of the match today and has led England to victory, which means that the series is now theirs. Uh, good news, though, in all other aspects of our coverage because live sport won't stop the minute we finish here in Palakali. We're going to be across talk sport and talk sport too. As first talk sport, Two switches to football with a double bill as part of match of uh, as part of match day live two with Russ Williams, uh, Manchester City by the way taking on Burnley in that three o'clock Premier League kickoff, followed by Derby County against Sheffield United in the Championship at 5:30, and then uh, over on Talksport at the same time Huddersfield and Liverpool. Liverpool playing so well of course this season. Uh, Darren Goff, Mark Butcher, thank you. Already looking forward to Tuesday. We've got a head-to-head -head tomorrow on the golf course. I'm, I think I can. Admit that, can't I? Uh, um, and um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a very interesting day here. One that ended in the end by poor weather that's dogged the tour, but not without interesting aspects of a match that England eventually won because of the Duckworth-Lewis-Stern method. England then have taken the series. The final match is uh, in Colombo on Tuesday, and we'll have that for you, of course, here on TalkSport 2. For the moment, from uh, Butch, from Goffey, and from me, it's goodbye. Googly. Oh, that's well played. Brilliantly played. It was picked by Dick Weller. Dick Weller sweeps again to Deep Square Lake for a single, and that's his 50. Left-handed opener, Nevershan Dick Weller, the keeper, is unbeaten on 52 from 69, and he's on strike now. Sweet. Misses. Big appeal for leg before wicket. Up goes the finger from Paul Rifle. Oh, hello. This might be six or out. Out. Definitely. No! Slightly misjudged by Alex Hales, actually. I think he should have caught that, and I reckon if he has a look at the replay, he might agree. As it is, by the way, it's gone for six. Absolute shocker from Alex Hales. Folks in again. And that has been smashed once again. Sharika is finding his feet and finding his confidence. Dasson Sharika brings up 50 in uh, just 58 deliveries. Four fours and three sixes. 40 overs gone. 
and it's 190 for five. He's been pushed up to number six and is accepting the opportunity with uh, glee and success. Oh, this could be a run out, should be a run out, is a run out. Well, it was dropped down onto the offside. Owen Morgan picked up, flicked it to Wokes, who threw the ball onto the stumps. He bowls a slow ball, and Darren Jai thumps into the crowd. Old-fashioned whack over wide longer. Final ball of the innings, good shot by Malinga. Oh, Lassie, you little beauty. A beautiful shot to finish the innings from Malinga. 273 for seven. I think England will be quite happy. I think Sri Lanka will be quite happy from the position they're in at one point. Here comes Aponzo again. Oh, right goes high, wide, and extraordinarily handsome. That's landed right in amongst the school kids. Oh, that's a terrific delivery. The bowling change of Akila. The umpires are having a look. In fact, it's gone through to uh, Dick Vella, who has gathered the ball in, whipped the bails off. Alex Hales did drag his right foot out of the crease. Alex Hales has not made it back. You'll hear the roar here at the Palakeli International Cricket Ground because Sri Lanka have their first wicket. Philadelphia and Jaya, what will he bowl this time? Well, they ask, they ask, they like it so much. It's been turned down. They talk about it, they review. It's, it's gone. He's gone. It's not good. It's not good as far as Jason Roy is concerned. I'm sure you'll pick up the reaction of the crowd. It's excellent bowling. Unbelievable. Would you believe it? It's a full toss. It's a terrible delivery in truth from Dan and Jaya. The leg umpire picked up because early, before even Joe Root hit the shot, the leg umpire picked up. Sri Lanka only had four fielders inside the ring. Lyndon Hannibal, that's brilliant. He picked it. He picked it before Joe Root had even hit the ball. I don't think Joe Root realised. They're calling on the covers. What a shame here in Candy. We've had 77 overs of play, but a halt has been called to proceedings. Groundsmen are pulling on the covers. From east and west, north and south won't be too far behind. With England ahead of Douglas Lewis Stern, they needed to be 119 at this stage. They're 133 for two, and the rain is now falling. I must now report that the match has been called off because of this weather. So England win by 18 runs on the DLS method and take the series. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.